Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nicholas Lorimer's Stand-In. I'm Sara Gon, and I'm here for today for the Daily Wrap. And my guest is Makoni, the Makoni wearing the lovely top, and uh, Marja, and I don't know if that works, but I thought we'd start off with an all-girls edition of today's show by talking about something that you couldn't you couldn't make it up. It's 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 really impressive. Fakile Mbalula, the ANC Secretary General, the intrepid ANC Secretary General, is going to Moscow, um, where several party, political parties from the global south will finalize the details of a structure that is going to be formed to confront neo-colonialism. And they go, it's an initiative of the United Russia Party, which is aligned with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Um, and I think now Vladimir Putin has made sure he's the only person in the race for president of Russia. You know, it's a three-day meeting. And while it's unclear who will be president, present, the uh, organizing committee in November last year included such luminaries as Algeria, Belarus, Brazil, Venezuela, Zimbabwe, China, Cuba, Laos, Lebanon, Mozambique, Myanmar, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Syria, Tajikistan, and us. And basically they want, I assume, to create a, I don't know, a vanguard against the nasty capitalist West, and particularly in light of the fact that South Africa is on the receiving end of the United States Congress, which has put forward a bill to question, for all those reasons, the relationship they have with us. McConney, your take on this extraordinary gathering. I can't imagine, Sarah, a better company to learn from about neocolonialism than Cuba and Russia and China. Um, these countries, year after year, have the absolute worst corruption uh, uh, perception scores, um, even their Democracy perception scores are terrible. South Africa was recently downgraded um, to a flawed democracy um, due to our very own sterling record of corruption. And so I, I truly cannot imagine learning from better people than countries that basically, I imagine this is a gathering of either oligarchs or people that have been enriched by benefiting from state contracts. So yeah, the very must be very insightful. Wish to be a fly upon <laughs> a wall in that room. Well, I think that, I think there are two two particular takeaways. One is that Russia is currently the colonialist de jour. Its its imperialist pretensions, ambitions, um, have expressed themselves for the last two years by attacking Ukraine with the aim of sort of liberating it from its un-Russian state. And the other thing is that you're dealing with, for example, with organ with countries like North Korea and Syria, are countries whose human rights records cannot even be spoken of because they don't have any human rights. Yeah, certainly. I think, listen, there's a valid case to be made about neocolonialism, right? There are certain economic trade pressure points that um, make Africa, particularly as a continent, vulnerable, and I would understand why countries like Mozambique and South Africa would take issue with that, let's say. I just don't see how running into the arms of China and Russia, uh, which has mercenaries in Africa, you know, China has some of the worst trade deals, some of the most exploitative trade deals 
in Africa, why why these countries, these particularly African countries, would think running to the arms of more authoritarian regimes would be uh, fruitful to have a conversation about bringing neo-colonialism down. Yeah, well, um, I think the, this this is a subject of a of a much longer video. So uh, I think let's go on to the next subject, which is I think quite an interesting one. It's not a sort of earth shattering um, issue, but it, it it highlights something I think that's very important. Um, yesterday, the IFP's uh, head uh, one, Mr. Shlavisa, has said, and I think this is important in response to Sona that the ANC was not the party that liberated South Africa alone, but it did destroy the economy single-handedly. And I think what is important from this is to be reminded the, you know, apartheid went into decline for a whole lot of reasons, a lot of which had to do with the actions of the ordinary citizen in, in ignoring very unjust laws and ultimately just doing what was necessary and society changed and the pressure ramped up. So it was it was much more than just the ANC. In fact, the ANC is arguably its struggle, its its actual struggle outside of the borders was even characterized by its Russian masters as pretty disastrous. And then it learning from the North from the um sorry the North Vietnamese it embarked on the People's War and did more damage to black South, Af South Africans who were in their own way pulling down apartheid than even the ANC was. Your 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 view on, on that perspective? No, they certainly did not like um, competition um, in terms of bringing down the apartheid regime. Uh, in fact, I actually remember a book, just trying to recall the name of it, but in there... Um, he went on to become an ambassador in South Africa. He was a prominent uh, ANC veteran, political um, fighter during apartheid times, also did a stint at Robben Island. But he makes concessions about the fact that there were actually times where they had to find out about some of the protest action that was happening while they were in Robben Island, had to find out about protest action that were taking place in South Africa months later, right, in including um 1976 protest, they would find out about it from stealing newspapers from vehicles of, of police officers on Robben Island. So there was definitely a time where there was a huge vacuum that was filled by, you know, your black consciousness movements, which the ANC perceived as a threat at the time by the IFP and by other civil organizations that have just simply not, not relevant anymore, given we are, well, 30 years deep into democracy. So Maclevis is absolutely right to say that the, the the sole blame of the collapse of our economy, devastation of our economy, of our state-owned entities, um, is wholly due to the ANC. But that um, bringing apartheid down was a group effort. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And uh, I think it's important because there's a mythology that, uh, you know, the, the victor takes the spoils and writes, and writes or rewrites history. Mm -hmm. I think it's terribly important that, South Africans perhaps remember that it, it, you know, the ANC had very good PR, but you know, it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't all them by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, for, I agree. For a, little, sorry, yeah, for a little bit of fun, and under the heading of sheer chutzpah, 
<laughs> the EFF went at 4 a.m. this morning, I think it was this morning, to welcome Bafana Bafana back to, into the country after achieving a creditable, uh, what was it, the th third position, uh, bronze in the African Cup of Nations. And as Julius is so uh, adept at doing, he made hay of their devotion to Bafana, and they said they were there at 4 a.m. Uh, because they were very, very concerned that when Bafana Bafana arrived, the place would be empty, and how could, how, you know, they couldn't face that. They'd done really well, and the EFF is there to show that they were, you know, they were appreciated by the EFF. Um, he went on to say, which I really, uh, uh, really liked, as he said, Sorry, I'm just trying to find the exact period because he scolded white people whose absence at the airport was notable given how black South Africans support the Springboks when the national rugby side enjoyed a tournament triumph, a triumph, such as last year's World Cup victory that sparked huge nationwide celebrations. Now, I'm prepared to accept that Bafana Bafana has done a lot, lot better and, and has taken a long time to do a lot, lot better. But I think there are two things one has to look at here. One is... I don't know about you, but I would not be at the airport at 4 a.m. if God arrived at that time to visit South Africa. And winning a World Cup rugby from a, you know, a, a sort of, from a, you know, it's big. And coming third in the African Cup of Nations is big-ish, but not in the same league. Am I being unfair or is it, or am I just really critical of Julius's wondrous ability to spin something for the election? I think it may be unfair on the second point, Sarah. Remember, these are the same Bafana Bafana who were dubbed um, a bunch of losers by our then Minister of Sports and Recreation. So they've upgraded from being a sports... Exactly. So they've upgraded from being a bunch of losers to third in FCON. So I, I highly celebrate um, the Bafana victory, but I agree with you certainly on the first part. Even loved ones arriving at the airport at 4 a.m. are pushing it. Okay. But um, I, I, I must say, on a more serious note, I think that if the Bafana Bafana had arrived at decent at a decent hour, people would have probably gone by the droves and if there was transport made available to especially people in the townships, they would have been supported. Okay. They deserve a royal welcome. Congratulations to the Bafana. But I am quite underwhelmed, Sarah, by the fact that this is pretty much the only sort of PR moment I can think of that's come um, with the election in, uh, being upon us. Um, for watershed elections, the publicity stunting of political powers, of political parties has been quite underwhelming. The fact that this is literally the only event I can think of, of a PR stunt, stuntish nature, um, is certainly, certainly boring, to say the least. Mm. Well, I don't think it's quite as boring as the uh, EFF's uh, gathering, meeting, um, event at uh, in Durban at the weekend at which it launched its election manifesto. And I think they probably miscalculated that over five and a half hours of manifesto meeting would wear even the most devoted EFF member down. So let's say from a PR point of view, the EFF has, is probably missing a little bit of a boat on timing and on timing. So on that... Um, less than supportive note. 
Thank you for for being with us uh, today. And uh, I think Nick will be back in the hot seat tomorrow. So we will not have an all-girls version tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry for that. Thank you.